In the late 1800s, the population of the United States was about 60 million, spread out across 38 states, with 65% living on farms or in small towns. There were only a dozen or so cities that had 200,000 or more residents, and yearly national income was about $10 million. The Wild West was still wild, even as rail was being laid to follow the migrating population. Despite suffering from the Long Depression, not as deep as the Great Depression, but longer, stretching from 1873 to 1897, the country nevertheless generated enough capital to spawn the so-called Gilded Age, 1865 to 1900, with its infamous tycoons or robber barons who built our railroads, drilled and distributed our oil, made our steel, launched our banking system, and built the foundations of our manufacturing infrastructure. America was just beginning to understand how to harness the use of electricity and new industrial processes to accelerate production in order to provide the growing population with the products and services they really needed. The phonograph, typewriter, telephone, and electric light were invented, and after Carl Benz's invention of the first combustion engine automobile in Germany in 1886, Henry Ford created the Model T Ford, ultimately replacing horse-drawn carriages. In 1913, Ford developed the concept of the assembly line, for which he was labeled the father of mass production. By the roaring twenties, Ford was selling hundreds of thousands of Model Ts, and he still couldn't keep up with demand. Compare that to today, when every household has two or three cars in the driveway, yet the big three, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler, are not only cutting capacity, but facing potential bankruptcy. Ford's inability to keep up with demand occurred for several reasons. During the early years of Wave 1, and well past the turn of the century, the period of vast industrialization, transportation, and communications infrastructure building was still in its infancy. There was limited access to goods and services because supply-side growth could not keep up with growing consumer demand, exacerbated by an embryonic and fragmented distribution structure and a continuously migrating population, both east to west and rural to urban. Moreover, even when there was sufficient supply, its distribution was at best uneven and inefficient, and at worst, non-existent. It was also during this time, which is considered, not coincidentally, the beginning of America's rise to global economic dominance, that two dominant retail distribution models were conceived, the mail-order catalog and the department store.